welcome to another episode with the struggling hunters um the struggling hunters we have eric over here hey guys we have uh myself joe and uh if you haven't already hit that like button subscribe tell a friend tell tell a buddy you know we got some awesome content and also if you haven't we did our very first uh video that we put up that we did something together on and so go check that out on youtube tell us what you think it's the uh, shootout. We had a shootout. Yeah, we had a little, a little friendly competition. Joe, Joe just wants everybody to go check it out because he kicked my butt. But <laughs> I didn't know such thing. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right, you, you, you just got to watch the video and you'll see the story. <laughs> he, saw, he, he was messing up all day just to make me feel better about my shooting. So Yeah, yeah he'd just be a nice. <laughs> but, anyways, welcome to the Hunting Shack. Uh, we kind of got some rabbit holes we're going to go down today. We mentioned a while back that we wanted to be a little bit more open, I guess, or kind of discuss our lives a little bit more so you get, get get to find out who we are. Other than I used to live in Utah, now I live in Colorado. With that, kind of we'll go kind of segue. So there's two things that we're going to kind of segue into and discuss is hunting, and which is probably be every episode, but scouting and prepping and... and uh, What's that? Well, uh, just whenever you said we're talking about hunting. <laughs> well, it's a hunting podcast. Yeah, a hunting so podcast. Chances <laughs> are us talking about hunting is, is, uh, is, is probably pretty high. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought, so I'm in the process of moving out, I have a F-250 2000 that blew a head gasket. And uh, luckily that, you know, I wasn't pulling a trailer for luck of the draw. It, well, it blew, it blew the head gasket somewhere, but I didn't know it was blown until I tried to change the oil and uh, the hoses and fired it back up. And I was burnt, kind of had some white smoke and oil in the water. So thought it was a handful of, or one other thing, but it turned up being a blown head gasket. So that's what I've been doing. Now we're in, uh, what month are we in? June? June. In June. 15th. Yeah. So back in February, and I just been, I guess last month, I've been really tearing it apart and finally got the heads off the truck. Um, so I'll be deciding what exactly I will be doing with that and then putting it back together. But all that is in prep for the hunting season. In a way, it's kind of a, a weird way of scouting. I got to get my truck ready. <laughs> you got to get that ready and yeah, kind of holds to our name, the struggling hunters. Right. We're always struggling, always trying to <laughs> trying to find success, through, but we have to go through all of our struggles first. And then taking that, taking getting to the where I can take those heads off. That was a lot of work. I knew it was gonna be, but man, it was always one more part, one more tool I got to track down. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, in a way, how hunting season goes for us. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It seems like we're better at storytelling. With, yeah, right, uh, right. Yeah. How much struggles we had more than how much success. But <laughs> we're getting, we're, fl we're flipping that. We're getting to the other side of that. It's, uh, man, I've said it before, but when we started this podcast, I, I always thought that we would get some success and i'm like oh it has to work and i mean i guess i got my dough you got a turkey yeah. so we've had some success but you know i think we kind of want like we're thinking like more elk and big bucks 
but like kind of along those lines too it kind of goes along of uh, the whole learning process of you know, some guys do get have all the luck and they have the means or whatever to the time to be able to get to those places that have bigger odds or maybe they just have better patience than us and that's all part of this whole learning process of the struggling hunters yeah. is there's a lot that goes into it because yeah we have hunting season coming up but we also behind the scenes of families to 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 be with and honeydew lists and that all 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 goes hand in hand to be able to go hunting yeah full-time job gets in the right, way of that full-time job build on top of that is kind of busy people and then i always feel bad because i'm i'm like oh we need to you know i need to spend more time out in the woods but then you got all this other stuff coming up or getting in the way working weekends and you right. know uh turkey season kind of went that way for me and and you know i'm not trying to do whoa it's me <laughs> but you know I, I, w- I was busy guy this turkey season so like turkey season kind of didn't quite go as good as I, I had hoped. Right. Well, kind of along those lines, too, is kind of the lack of success we have been having and trying to juggle life, work, and all that, family. And, you know, it's kind of, in a way, making me a better, or us a better hunter because, you know, where we don't have an unlimited amount of time to be able to spend in the woods is that it turns into trying to understand where the highest odds of the animals are going to be like right. w- what do we have to do you know what does that look like now and that's kind of how my mind's been going um you know i think you know how much better shape do i need to be in how much better understanding of the woods do i need to understand i, I don't really know all that yet because you know now i'm in colorado <laughs> and I, I, I left with barely getting understanding utah and so now I'm, you know, back to kind of square one in a way. Luckily, we've been together hunting in Colorado, so I don't, I'm not quite at square one. Right. But, you have a little bit of. But it's, you know, like just trying to understand, looking at a map and being like, okay, what's going to give me the highest odds of getting into elk? And what does that look like? So that way I don't spend the first four days of my hunt to find them on the fifth. Right. When when I got to go home on the 5th or the 6th day of the hunt. Which could happen right. still. But it's been, I mean, that's kind of where I've been too is I've been, I've, I've had to learn how to hunt better too. Like <laughs> there's there's a way that I used to hunt that, that used to give me some success, especially whenever, you know, getting to know us better and stuff. Whenever I lived in Idaho, uh, I learned to hunt from my my mentors, my my dad, my uh, uncles, whoever you know, and and there was ways that they did it, and they kind of they knew they knew where things were, and they knew where to go, and and still, I mean, it was still a hunt, it was still hard, but coming out to Colorado, I I lived out here for a while and stuff, but whenever it came to hunting, it was kind of a little bit. I was like, ah, you know, I gotta figure all this out for myself i don't really have right an old timer that is gonna be like oh go to this area right here always elk in there or whatever you know so so it's been a bit of a transition and i'm actually a little bit scared of it not uh, i hate saying words like scared because i'm not scared but 
I'm a little nervous of one of our plans in the future as we grow and stuff is to go out to these other states and, and hunt. And I get a little nervous or of that thought of going, man, you know, it's been such a struggle to get <laughs> like Colorado dialed in. You know, what are some of these other states going to be like? But that's where me getting better at e-scouting would probably really come in handy. Right. For for when those times do come, we can look for stuff that looks like from familiar territory to us. Uh, we can utilize that in other mountain ranges and other states. But but it is one of those things that make me a little little uh, nervous. I'm like, ah, it's taken so long to to get there in Colorado. What's it going to look like in right. other states? And that's yeah. That's kind of yeah. Like figuring out what that looks like. That's the I guess the true trick of it all. Yeah. Because it would be fun to hunt other states, but then again, we're going in blind. Going in blind. Yep. But then I, you know, I think that's the other thing too is you just got to start learning how to digest the information that's available. And I guess you know, like you can. There's range reports and stuff that you can get that kind of help explain all that. Well, like you can pull information out of that. I'm still trying to understand how to comprehend. I haven't even looked at the range reports, or I don't. I think that's what they call them. But you know, the biologist reports on the area, digesting that. And I just it's like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I feel like we overthink it, and then, but then that's when then you just give up and. You fall back in your old habits, like I'm just gonna go for a walk, which could pay off. But you know, then there's that trying to go for a walk with oh, what's the word? An educational walk, or yeah. what? Well, anyways, but going walk with a purpose and with an understanding of why you're going the direction you're going versus well, if I just cover more territory, I should see an animal. Yeah, I feel like we kind of fall back into that pattern right. a lot, huh? Yeah. If we're not seeing nothing where, you know, I feel like at the beginning of the season, whenever you're fresh and you're excited, you're opener, and you're like, man, I know there's going to be elk <laughs> right here in this dark timber, blah, blah, blah. And then you walk in there, and you're all happy, and spend the whole couple days in there, and you don't see nothing. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, well. Right. What do I do? Exactly. Well, that's kind of along those lines. So for those of you that don't know, Eric was lucky enough to draw out the third season rifle tag for here in Colorado. And uh, being that I've never hunted Colorado deer and my first time in Colorado hunting deer and let alone in November, I've been part of my scouting prep for Eric. I'm going to be Eric's guide this year. Um, I know he's like he's like getting into it like hardcore more more than me. <laughs> like we were talking about it earlier, and I'm like I'm like man, he's prepping right now better than I am, and it's my hunt. So that's yeah. cool though. I mean, hey, if he wants to get me to the big buck, I'm I'm good with it. That's that's my goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, so I've been trying to just YouTube and search uh, Colorado third season. It's kind of funny, like how or not funny, but. Shouldn't use the word funny, but it very interesting how many different hunts there are out there, and you know a lot of it just seems to be just a lot of just spot and stock. So just finding a good spot and glassing for a little bit and understanding. So it's 
November is kind of, I guess this is kind of, I guess the scouting segment of this episode. But uh, <laughs> I think we started with scouting, so we're still kind of. Well, are we on still it. on topic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is going to be scouting with a bunch of rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to follow. <laughs> just hang out and follow. You know, as I've been trying to prep for that and getting in my head deer rut. That is kind of in November and depending on what goes on. So again, you know, like we go from hunting elk rut in September and then deer rut in November. It's kind of interesting because like I've all the time hunting and I'm trying to change my mind or change how my mind works for hunting in those time of years is you got to hunt where the females are, where the does are. And so, you know, like in the, for that rifle hunt, find a group of does, start picking apart the bushes, the timber or whatnot, you know, just seeing if there's a buck close by, which is, I've, you know, makes sense. And that's something I'm going to try doing this year. And that's the same thing with the elk, you know, the elk, well, I guess in a way, so how do I break this down? So... A bull elk's going to chase the cow, so he's going to create what's called the harem, right? Where he's going to collect his little bounty of females. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to take them and keep them all together. But if I understand everything correctly, and what other people have said, there's always a lead cow. Well, but I think, man, I'm, I'm doubting myself because I know there's a lead cow when the cows are left alone. But I don't know about in these little harem groups. But that's neither here here nor there too. What I'm trying to get to, this whole big circle I'm trying to get to is uh, the female cows, like all the cows, elk included, are going to have to eat. But this time of year, the, the bulls have one thing on their mind. And so I think in a way the cows still lead the herd to water and to feed. And depending on temperatures, dark timber or whatnot just trying to stay cool so you know trying to find those areas where the cows are going to want to be too during the rut so in a way you're hunting the the cows to chase to hunt the bulls right or you're chasing how's the, how's the, how would you say that you're chasing the cows to hunt the bulls yeah that makes sense so i think if but in colorado over the counter archery though you can get both too so it's kind of like right just whatever you want to do you know maybe early in the season uh, either way, I mean, it helps to get get your tag toward field. that get your tag field. But uh, uh, that's the one nice thing about Colorado is is in archery you have that month. I mean, I think most places are like that, but some places it's like bull only or whatever. Uh, but right. in Colorado, on on over the counter tags, you can get a cow or a buck or a buck, an elk, <laughs> an elk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so it's kind of nice because, you know, for me, I, I'm like, well, beginning of the season, I'm really going to try to get that bull. Oh, yeah, yeah I said elk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you, you're going to get that or go for the bull, but, you know, it starts getting later in the season. It's like, well, maybe I can come across a, a, a decent-sized cow, you know. Right. So it kind of gives you a little extra chance to uh, – to, to have some kind of success. But I feel like, I don't know what it is, like a primitive thing or 
or a masculinity thing, but I feel like I'm always like, oh, it's all about the meat. But right. man, I really want some horns on that meat. You know? Correct, yeah. And I, I mean, I do focus toward the meat, but it's like it's always that nice to have a nice goal to to get some horns. So, right. Uh, to, for bragging rights, I guess right. you know to really feel the look success. what I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta get that wow factor too. The wow factor, yeah. And prove that you, yeah. That's and you know that's one thing. Just thoughts by Joe is you know it's just kind of interesting. I think that animals. You know the the bucks and the and the bulls they they know what the, how big their antlers are. You know, like I think because they they show them off and they use them for intimidation. But do you really think that they're like they're they know their antlers and they're like yeah I'm I'm the top dog. I I kind of do. I kind of like. I mean, I feel feel like I do for multiple reasons. So do you think that's true for just a typical four? Uh, four by four frame or if he has a couple kickers do you think he's even more proud of himself i don't know because i don't think he can see his own kickers oh well i that's i just was just thoughts like i said thoughts by joe as i've thought of that like we're so focused on the antlers and everything but i was like in in reality in the mother nature i think you know like yeah the bigger the horns the more dominant you appear but then you got to be able to back that up with fight your fighting skills so even though you have the biggest rack you can if you're not intimidated enough by a young buck he can still kick your trash and dominate you so you're thinking like a young buck with not as big a horns could could kind of fool you to think that you're not as big as you well it it probably humble the, the, a bigger buck if he was in better shape hmm yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this is just stuff I think about. No, I I, I like the I like the uh, I like the road that you're going down because it makes you kind of think like, what? How do they? How do they know? Because they say like, or I've heard it before. I don't know if it's true or anything, or if it's just, but like the bigger the bigger bucks like kind of get the does. Right, know? right. And so, does the buck know that he's a bigger buck, or you know, like, does, or does he just know? That he's, he's a bigger buck because the way that the the does are looking at him, right? You know, you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't know. He's like, yeah, I, I must be a stud. Cause <laughs> look at all these does. Well, you know, and you think about like you know like a bull moose when you call in a bull moose and he comes in moaning and groaning and then he's like moving his head left to right or or waving his head or twisting his turning his head and coming in and you know I think it's all that for moose. It's he's doing that because he's trying to probably listen because his antlers act like satellites, so he's trying to hone in on where that female's at. But at the same time, he's showing off his antlers as he's moving in. Right. So you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's just one of those things that as we're, we're all focused on the big, bad, coolest looking antlers that we can find. But like in Mother Nature, you know, like if a buck, if a smaller horn bucks man enough or enough testosterone to go in there and kick the trash off some buck that you know is a 30 inch buck and he's a 18 inch buck but he just wipes the floor with a with the 30 inch buck and he's the top dog like it's that's an interesting angle i don't know i feel like we should observe the, <laughs> the bucks more to see if we could ever find that happen right but like i said i think it's more you know, the more mature ones have more confidence, so I think they run off the, the younger bucks. But it, well, it is kind of weird, though, because it seems like uh, 
seems like bigger bucks act different. Right. Know? That's why. Yeah, and they're more confident. I mean, it is is, but even even like they're they're harder to hunt sometimes. Oh, true. And, and, yeah. You know, so they 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 must know that they're they're special in some way. True. That that's what's always interesting. Like, I feel like deer have kind of evolved in a way to know like bucks because. Bucks will try to hide their antlers sometimes, or right. or they'll they'll maneuver in a way where um, they'll like hide behind does and, and like they do weird things like that. So have they evolved to understand that us humans like to chase horns? So, right. So they're like, oh, hide my horns so they don't see it. Because I mean, and if that's not true, like, because I could be making that up, but <laughs> if it's not true that that they hide their horns, like, it sure seems like they do. I mean, I've literally seen it. Right. But. You know, last year when we were hunting on my doe hunt, that one buck, like the guy that got that man, like <laughs> the guy that got that buck, like I mean, it was his lucky day, obviously. Right. This buck, I think we've talked about it before, but to give a little backstory, this buck was like following this doe, like right on her tail, literally, and uh, and right off the main road. Right we, off the we, main road. We were going the highway up, road. The highway road. We were paved road. Paved we, road, yeah. We were going off. Uh, we were going up to an, an area to go hunt a doe, and the I mean, this was a nice. But he was probably only a two or three year old, right? Maybe a three year old. Uh, it, three, yeah. I put him older than a two. He had a pretty decent forward. rack. Yeah, he was trophy in my book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely would have taken it, <laughs> taken him for sure, but. uh he, he was a phenomenal buck and just following a doe didn't didn't care. There was there was people already on him. Yeah. And well, it didn't matter because I had a doe tag anyway. But there was people already on him, and he uh, he like he just didn't care. He just was so concerned about that doe. I mean, that's how stupid we get, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. Get that testosterone yeah. going. One thing on your mind. Yeah. It? <laughs> so, yeah, it, but it, but it was crazy. I mean, you could walk around the woods for days and not see that nice of a buck. And right. Then, and then just driving along the road, and this buck is like, I don't care. This doe is the only thing I want right now. It, yeah. Well, I don't know. It, yeah. Mind boggling. Mind boggling. Yep. And we never we didn't stick around to to, to watch because I had my own hunting to do. Now I went because we didn't get nothing that day. I wish we would have stuck around and seen if they got it and you know give them a right. high five or something. But uh, but I had I had hunting to do, so I was like oh, I'm I gotta focus <laughs> on me. So we should have shot the doe, but it wasn't the right thing to do to sh- since they were on yeah the I, yeah they were on the buck the the this other hunting party was already on the buck. But it would have been easy get for the doe. I mean, it would have been way easy, but, uh, uh, you know, yeah, we didn't want to mess it up for them. Like, yeah. that would have been a pretty, pretty sleazy <laughs> move. So, but it is what it is. But, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice buck. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy, like, their behavior sometimes, you know? Yeah. Some And, like, right now, it seems like they, they really know when hunting season is too because right now I've seen deer pretty much just stand there right in front of me like you know what's up hey yeah but 
during hunt season, you know, like they're so, so more, very, very, a lot more skittish. And, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird watching their behavior. That's something that I try to do in the off season. Cause I do work out in the, in the country. Uh, whenever I do see elk or deer, I just like try to watch. I just try to observe them to see. Right. Them, so I can kind of take in that data. I, I don't know where that data is going to take me or like if it's going to help me be more successful, but I do like, I really try to just like take that moment and just watch them and, and figure out their behaviors and, you know, and see what they do. There was a, there was a bunch of elk that was out in the field and, and I was way, way out in the open, but I was like, well, they're probably kind of used to people being out on these pads and everything. So I walked off pad and I was kind of walking toward them just to see how close I could get. And the crazy thing is, is like, I noticed, I noticed, uh, like one cow spotted me and I don't know if like she made a noise or I don't know what happened, but she, uh, she like noticed me and then like they all noticed me. It was so <laughs> the weirdest thing, you know? And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. But uh, I was probably a good, like, couple hundred yards away, maybe 150 yards away. And that's about as close as I could get, you know. Yeah. They were like, you ain't getting no that's closer, it. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's just it's interesting watching how they behave and, and, and just how close you can actually get. Uh, speaking of uh, scouting, though, uh, before we get out of here, is there uh, your – thinking about upgrading a piece of equipment might as well talk about yeah it. so i was going to look into getting a little gopro for filming and stuff but i think i just want to up i want to upgrade my uh, spotting scope got an old brassica that i've had for 16 17 years and i think it's time to upgrade to something a little bit better i didn't realize it was that old yeah yeah so i'm not going to drop you know no more than probably three hundred dollars or so so i'm not gonna go way out there but i'm looking i am looking to upgrade to something a little bit newer yeah well that'll be exciting maybe we'll have to maybe do a video around it or something and yeah you know, uh share with the guys like do a review video and share with the channel if they you know how, yeah. how it works and how you like it and stuff yeah you got any closers nope <laughs> well that makes it easy alright guys well I think that's it for tonight's episode number 113 as Joe said earlier in the episode if you guys could uh, hit that like button hit uh, hit the subscribe button if you're a new new watcher new listener that'd be uh, pretty pretty good that'd be great for us uh, especially if you hit the like button it helps the algorithm and and uh, helps us helps us grow this thing We've been putting a lot of work into it. And we really want to get to uh, get some growth and, and really get to the other side. We're working hard. We've been trying to put in more work to get to the other side. So, um, or to get grow our channel, get make it get a little bit bigger. Because you know that's kind of what part of this is about is trying <laughs> to grow your channel. So, um, with that said, guys, thanks for listening to us and joining us in the Hunt Shack. We appreciate you, and with that, the struggling hunters are out of here. See you guys. Woo!